What up, everybody? This is the Bunger Heads Podcast. I am Sunny. This is Lovey. You got Lottie in the house. What's up, y'all? This is Gary. Oh my God, guys! What like how many episodes deep are we? Eight? Just eight. Just eight. 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 Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that many. I'm saying like we, we like we put down like twenty episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does feel like that. It feels like it does. Yeah, the work definitely. Actually, feels no, like it that. doesn't feel like it. It feels like we just started yesterday. I don't know a lot, bro. Yeah, yo. Yo, I feel like I'm a pro at this, yo. Yo, I feel like we should have a guest very soon. Oh, we should. Mm, hint, 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 hint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, Jazzy B. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, we ain't shit. We ain't got no Jazzy B. So, guys, uh, what's up, man? What's yo, new? I had, uh, you know, last uh, uh, podcast we talked about him and Sundu and how he's like very underrated, and I was like, yo, snitch the fuck up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like to go back on that. Gary, Gary, tell no, us no. why. So you know what? Don't get me wrong, I'm a big Him and Sandu fan. Like, I listen to the Saturday Sale. Lara Lapa. Lara Lapa. Then we have Medium. Saturday Sale. Uncommon was a good song. So, yeah. Sad Sale, bro. I said Sad Sale. That's the first oh. one I said. Man. Okay. Sorry, I'm not. You said Lara Lapa, bro. Lara Lapa was good. Lara Lapa was sick. Yeah, bro. You know yeah, what Lara Lara Lapa Lapa was sick. Some shade. I said Sad Sale. Honestly, honestly, I don't think he missed until the Alright, so then. Until what? Until his album His album was not oh, good Oh I didn't even listen to his album, yeah. his album He had an album? Yeah Yo, he dropped yeah, it was, it was okay. He had one track that I liked Radla And after that mm. like yeah. Radla Anyways Yo so I was gonna say Tundrak That was a new track that he released Yeah right? Yeah, yeah Sonny was like It was a very sick track And I was like Yo okay okay Whatever whatever right? Probably like Okay the, I the, listened the, to the typical, it By the way Typical Gary behavior yeah. When there's new music out This guy <laughs> This guy shits, shits on, on it, it first. Yeah. Yeah. He shits <laughs> on it first, then he listens to it, then he changes. It's he's normal, he's like a dog that buries his food and shit, and then he's like, oh, wait, let me dig it up. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. <laughs> no, I, honestly, throughout this podcast, you guys will probably be able to see that like, I'm, I'm exactly like that. So I listened to that track, and I was like, bruh, yo, this is fucking crazy. Ekundar Singh? Yeah. Magician, uh, bro. Straight magician. He, that beat drop was like... Crazy. I kept going back. I was like, "Yo, it's rewind, crazy. rewind." I was like, "It's crazy." Uh, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean, man. Like, I had to replay that shit. And a you did Sad Sail too, and Sad Sail was just like that. Yeah. That well, the Shindatol though. Sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. That's, that's you see, he like he samples the Shindatol. You know, Pretty bye sick. bye. He had the Shindatol. Yeah, yeah. Was it the, was it Nog, right? Yeah. Does it be Nog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, was it? Did he use that for the for the Himit Sandu track, or did he use that for Bye Bye? He used it for Bye Bye for sure. I don't know about the Hindu. Himit. He did. I can't remember he did. what it was for the Himit Sandu track. Right? He used it, no? I don't know if it was the Nog toll though. Yeah, I, I don't think which, it was the Nog toll. Which toll? But it was definitely the Yeah, you can tell from the <laughs> like sound of that toll. Anyways, yo, how old is that Kundar Singh? I think he's a year younger than us. God nah, bro. Damn, I think he's. Bro. Isn't Sangtar the same age as you guys? No, no, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I think he's like your age. No, nah. nah, man. Sunny's. He's not my age. So it's Sunny's age. But like, no, because yeah, I, I mean, was listening to the Frequency podcast yeah. and they had Sangtar on, and they had Ekwinder on a while back. But like, Sangtar said he's um he's like 22, 23. That's like your guys' age. I'm fucking 21, my guy. Yeah, and then well, whatever, fucking one year. Yeah, so he, I think so he's like, probably like around like 19, 20. I think so, man. He's pretty. Yo, like, I remember when he started, he was like 17 or some shit. Yo, Yo beats. Like, if you're 19 years old and you're making those type of beats fuck. for and artists like that, and bro, and you still have room to grow, yeah. and you're, you're still growing as an artist, or he's on gold. That's crazy. How old is yeah. G Funk? G Funk, I don't he's like know. Mid twenties, right? Uh, he's also young. He's man. also not being bad. That's what I mean, man. The future is in good hands, bro. Is signature by I know we say this every episode, and we gotta mention this guy. <laughs> this this person's name we mentioned once an episode at least. Who? I'm gonna say it right now. Nah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said it. I was I was counting like yo, how far do we Inspired go? Inspired by Truspa, I feel like the whole up and coming producers. We can't hear you right now. I think. Yeah, Gary. we can't. The up and coming producers that are definitely um, inspired by Truspa. Anyway, I found out where the toll is from. 
It's from Sardara. Oh, yeah. Terror Room. You're right. Damn, bro. I was humming it. I was humming it. So he's got that. You hum at all, bro? <laughs> no, 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 Jazzy B was singing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 Right? Yeah, man. I, I, I think I was, we could all agree. He released um, that single, Pangra Jawan Ho Gaya. I was yeah. expecting Star Crazy 3 in my mind. Because I'm like, yo, I think oh, those, he, are, those are some oh, high expectations, buddy. I think what he did there was like, he got all the Pangra fans, like, yo, excited, you know, let's, man. yeah, they got the excited, excitement out of us. And then, like, yo, he dropped this. Come on. Like, first of all, he named the album Next Level. 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 So, to be honest, I, I feel like this was more for, like, maybe Major. the India, maybe even like the Bombay type crowd, like, not. What I, it's it's definitely like it's it's genre bending man it's not it's not pangra it's like it's, it's more bollywood it's, to me it's like yeah. different genres into like one album and i don't want to say it's a shitty album because it's not a shitty album because that's what i'm saying i don't want to say it's a shitty album because album. it's not for us right yeah. just just because it's not for us doesn't not mean it's shit. shit yeah right um but like as far as the the quality obviously it is quality is a buddy segu Right, but it wasn't like we don't necessarily listen to that kind of music. Yeah. yeah my, like, my two standout tracks from that album were like Nachona, which is more on that old school vibe, like yeah, the Bollywood flashback. Yeah, I know type. what you mean. And then Pangarajawan, I felt like it was like almost like a leftover from uh, Future Shock. Yeah. The, the album that came out in 2013. And like the, the vocals by Jelly was like, yeah. you know, like we always say, like yeah, Kias Makarn and uh, they're all good. And then I thought we were expecting like Strat Crazy. Or like a wham bam type, you know? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like we had the expectation like, yo, it might be something like Star Crazy 3, right? But then it didn't meet our expectation, yeah, which is we like turned it. us off. Yeah. And to be honest though, before this was Cafe Punjab. And anybody that listens to Bali Sagu, you know, for for like his deep ass bass lines and shit. That album was sick. And the and the vocals were sick and the lyrics were yeah. actually meaningful. I like that album, yeah. man. The album was really good, but yeah. it's not like a banger album. It's not like... It's a deep... Uh, not like we're going to go dance to it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But this album, honestly, I was expecting him to change it back to like the Pangara. And you can... Uh, I mean... We didn't get that, but it's all good. But it's yeah, all good, it's man. All, he, he, it's, he had it's his two, journey, right? It's yeah, not yeah. I mean... Yeah. He had two, he had two Pangara, um, Pangara songs, which was uh, Pangara Jawan Ho Gaya, and there's another one, I forgot. I wasn't. Like, I didn't like. The, yeah, I know you guys liked that track, right? Pangra Jawan Hogya. No, it was. It was. I know. I think. I thought it was sick, bro. I didn't. I didn't really like. I didn't like the flow. Like the, obviously, the singer, like the vocals were good. The beat was good. It's just like the way the song was put together. I didn't really. Like the lyrics. I didn't fuck with it. Yeah, the lyrics. I didn't really. No, the, the lyrics yeah i mean yeah the lyrics could have been de- uh, better. better but like yeah. gary was asking me what does it mean like pangra jawan ho gaya yeah i was like pangra young ho gaya like what the hell are you talking <laughs> about, i get it i get it to some extent but i don't know yeah it, made, it doesn't make sense to me but it was okay whatever <coughs> any other new releases we have actually no wait i just want to get in depth with like uh, yo one thing though mm. the vocalist yeah. in that album featured in that album top notch man Like there were some of them that I didn't even listen to. It was my first time listening to them. Like Nas Alak, man, her vocals, even in the second track, man, he's out of the room. That's the bro. thing with Balisagu though. Even Hanji, even Start Crazy too, bro. bro. This guy comes out with these vocalists that you've never heard of. Maybe yeah. he has one or two legendary vocals, but like he optimizes their like vocals. Like Sarjeet Khan, as an example, on Hanji yeah. was like a, br- a breakthrough. But I feel like Sarjeet Khan was already, he already existed before. He did, but he wasn't kind like of, at the he, level. Kind of, yeah. yeah. But then Balisa took his vocals and he like yeah. optimized it and made it better. 
Even like um, If you talk about Star Crazy 2 That's when like He used Hans Saj Hans He used Surinder Shinda yeah. But then he used the guy Who was on um, Punjabi on the Hogi yeah. I, I can't even remember his name but Bapinder? Like, Bapinder? I, no it's not Bapinder Bapol. That was Munde um, Agi oh. But Punjabi on the Hogi Was another guy I can't remember his name Just Paul Jassi That's yeah. it And then after that He was pretty popular For like a year or so But like still the point is yeah. he's always bringing out new talent i want to also feature or mention some some other singers arpita that he had featured on this album arpita i'm not gonna say the, i'm not even gonna say the last What's name, last name? Just, chakra borti i don't know chakra right? borti yeah, something like that Preeti, menon i'm just butchering these <laughs> no names. menon is right Wait, yeah. who, who are these people and uh, other Abra- vocalists on the uh, oh on abraham the ali that guy was sick too yo bro Tumhi that du? sounds like a christian muslim yeah. bro yeah Abraham, Abraham Ali. <laughs> no, but like in that album, Tuhi Tu, the yeah. song. Yeah. I think that's my favorite album besides Kinna Chona. Favorite song. Isn't he? Oh, sorry. Um, he lives in Bombay too now, right? Who? Well, he. Balisugu? I think Balisuku owns a bunch of clubs and restaurants in India now. Damn. And so he's back and forth between like it, Bombay. And it kind of makes sense because he was in mm-hmm. Bollywood. Dude, he was yeah. doing Bollywood he's music in back in the days. Yeah. He, he like we, he did music for like a lot of films. Films, and, and then he had his, his remix album. His mixes all had Bollywood yeah. music in yeah, the yeah. mixes as well. So yeah. he also had mixes in his album. So we can't really roast the guy for going towards what he. Yeah, really like final. Like, that's his for audience, me, to be honest. Final yeah. verdict for me was like the album is definitely <laughs> definitely not for us. No. Like the Pangra heads, yeah. as we call ourselves. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I personally feel like Bali Sagu obviously has evolved <clears> his <throat> like sound, right? And which isn't He's necessarily for we, us. Lovey, should we listen to a track from this album? I guess we can. I think I'm gonna put to. my favorite yeah, track. You, you, you you favorite I'm just gonna put that track on. I, I it, that song had like a reggae vibe to it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Right? Yeah. The vocals were sick too, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. the lyrics were like, yo, some yeah. some points of the lyrics was okay. The lyrics throughout the whole album, I felt like, well, could have been better, man. Yeah. But it sure. is what it is. I mean, um, yeah, Belisago. I'm not gonna rate it out of ten either, just because like. You know, too much respect for Balisa Group. Yeah, man, I'm not. I'm not gonna do <laughs> that. That means it's not a, a good rating. Not, not I'm really. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say it's four out of ten for me. No, 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 I'm not gonna rate it. Why? Because it's not for us. So I like because it's not a Pangra album. I'm not gonna rate it onto that. Like, fair. You know, but uh, if I'm a Pangra listener and listening to this album, I would say it's four out of ten. Yeah. Fair, 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 fair. All right, so let's uh, let's listen to Tuhi Tu.
Ariel, so <laughs> we're about to head into a very depressing part of the podcast. Um, <laughs> some some good releases, but honestly, very dooky dooky sad songs. So, Lovey, kick it off. All right, so I'm gonna talk about uh, Sherryman's new uh, single, Gamar, mm. that recently mm. came out. Uh, music by Nick Tamu, OG. Yeah, Sherryman yeah. uh, and Nick him Tamu. And, him period. and Sh- man, those two, time. man, those yeah, two were something too. else. It's always dumb too. Yeah, it's works. Works. It's it's almost, else. Cause it works, Gary. In a it different, work. In a different way, it's almost like Jazzy and Shinda. Yeah, I mean, Shadiman started with Nick Tamu with uh, Yara Namule, right? Yeah, no, but he doesn't produce for anybody else, barely. No, he, he does. Nick Tamu does. He did yeah, some he songs. Did, he did some songs with Dajit too. Dajit. Yeah. He does. But they have a bro. Come on. Exactly. That was. But yeah, I mean, Nick Tamu and Shadiman just hits different. Yeah, it does. And this track in general is just a very deep track. It brought me back to uh, 2016, man. Yeah. It had that sound. Yo, love you. Like, whoever did the guitar piece, he killed it, man. I think it's Nick Thamu. Could be. Damn. Could At be. least on his Instagram, I've seen him do, like, guitar. Yeah, he's... he's that, was, that was pretty nasty. Was pretty nasty, yeah. yeah. It's very, very, very skilled. The vocals, the lyrics, the beat Yo, switch. Uh, love you. Are we playing that track? Um, You call the shots, bud. I'll, I'll see how I feel, but, like... Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean... I don't, I don't I know. I thought it was a good track. But it's, a, it's a good track, but I mean, <laughs> if we don't end up like putting it on, uh, I really hope you check guys, it out. yeah, check it out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost track. like uh, from his album, Morty Van Morty Sajna. Yeah, that track. It's like a part two to that track, but different lyrical content, but like music yo, wise. Speaking of albums, he is set to drop an album this mm. year called yeah. Dendawale. Yeah, man. He, Fuck. He uh, he announced it recently and. Apparently this track was what's well, a part of I think it's the first um, single. Okay, right, of the of the album. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really do excited we, for this do one. We, do we know the producers yet? No, not yet. He didn't say anything. He, he said it's coming. He, he usually album. sticks with Nick Thumb for. Yeah, he said album. it's, it's coming Boz. soon. But like, yo, oh, man, Boz. let's see. No, but Mr. Boss hasn't been on an album. It's always been singles. For this one, he might be actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think he's gonna like. Uh, gonna be a variety he's, of he's gonna. Who produces the his first album? Shayman's first Nick album. Tamu. Nick Tamu. Right, so. All of them was Nick Tamu. So I get yeah. it. Yeah. But yo, man, I'm excited for this one. It's been a while since he dropped it, man. Maybe Baby I think was that's the last why he went one. Ghost. That and other reasons as well. And like singles, he started dropping yeah. singles yeah. and yeah. shit. But now but that, like, yo, let's touch upon this, man. Um, oh, yeah. It's more of an album. Like, uh, this album thing is coming the back. Album you know? season. The next thing I want to talk about is actually an album. But like, yeah, we were saying like Goat. Yeah, I think basically Goat kicked it off. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> It started that like a little wave of yeah. finally having albums. Now Sidhu Musial is dropping an album too. Like 20 yeah. tracks. Compilation. Album. Compilation. But no, we went Compilation, from 20, whatever. Remember our episode 2010 to Now or Never, bro? Yo. Yeah. Sorry. Now or Never. Sorry. 2010 to 2020, it was so like an album was so like we barely got Very an album. Because yeah. now know, it's like. I think our second episode was named like the album, the, the era of singles. The era of yeah, singles. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, even yeah, talked yeah. about how there's there's not enough albums. Now this might be the era of albums. You know? The only, the only person being consistent with albums was True School. Let's, let's give him that, I right? Guess, yeah. And uh, he's more of an album guy himself. But I mean, finally, we're starting to get albums from these new artists also. And I feel like album is what like establishes our artist, right? Because if you don't have a proper album, if you can't establish yourself in like a you know good body of work, then Honestly, are you really a good artist? I'm going to say it. Nowadays, since everything's digital, it's uh, it's a lot harder. I feel for an artist to stay true on top of mind, like unless they're really active on social. Like Dolji is really Trump. like yeah, in yeah, your yeah, face, yeah. right? But back in the day, if you had a CD or a tape, you'd actually at least see it like in your car or mm-hmm. like 
wherever you keep your shit. Yeah, yeah. But like, it made something more permanent in your mind. Yeah. So if you release an album, uh, for me, it's like a symbol of like a piece of work, a permanent piece of work, right? Yeah, definitely. Like for me, singles sometimes, honestly, if I don't add it to my music library, Bro, I forget. You forget yeah. To yeah. me, yeah. like I might be like just somebody might be saying like, who the fuck is this guy? But like, yo. It truly establishes you as as an artist. It cements yeah. you as an artist. If you don't have an album, you're not a fucking artist to me, man. Yo, can I talk about my special album now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so it's from the topic, right? Yeah. So yo, this actually came out in January 2021. So I'm late on it, but I um I saw Big Boy Deep posting about like his top albums so far. Oh, he's yeah, like, yo, there's that. so many albums that came out. Right. Do being one of them, and this one. So it's called Change by Pavin and Rocket Beats. And for me, I know you guys don't agree with this, but for me, this is like, since Unforgettable, I haven't heard such a different sound and such a good sound. So like, the album is about, yeah, seven tracks. Um, there's a vocalist above and he's, he's from New York and so is Rocket Beats. But like, the vibe is more, I want to say sad. It's almost like an R&B trap type vibe, like the beats. Yeah. It's almost really influenced by like Kanye West, Travis Scott type vocals. Like there's a lot of auto tune involved and, and things like that. But if you take a, uh, like I repeat this album five times today. I listen to it that much. Yeah. If you um, just go through the album and, and take in like the types of uh, lyrics and like the music. For me, it's almost like how Imran Khan came when we were first like, well, what the fuck is Amplifier, right? Right. Matt that I was Unorthodox for, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's not like normal lyrics but I feel it's gonna be the next like big change for me I don't know um, I don't know how it's been received to be honest but like I just picked this album up and I took it and I was like yo but I wanna also mention Prophecy like you know how you mentioned that yeah. right like you didn't list you didn't hear anything like Unforgettable until now which changes or change I, think I wouldn't say the, until now but I would say like for a long time like monumental in my mind because i personally feel like solace <laughs> is something like that too right? solace it competes is with yeah for sure and I, I think we said it at the time yeah we, we we talked about solace and we're like yo this is almost like groundbreaking but like for me the, the lyrical content is still a little bit like so a little bit more normal. comparing to yeah, yeah. Imran Khan's yeah. right okay in, in this you. album i feel it's a lot more like edgy i listened to it once I'm gonna I'm gonna have to keep on listening to it just to you know get the no but the I expect this I expect everyone to shit on this album to be honest but yeah but to I be honest it. musically it's it's kind of uh, coming into the new genre of music you know like yeah. the Yuka Joby you know yeah, how yeah. you guys were shitting on it last episode yeah we but were. I'm saying this is gonna be the new wave no uh, we weren't shitting Joby on it. This we, we weren't shitting on it which is like it didn't belong in the Jisudu album <laughs> no but to be honest like folk is the core right yeah. But we have to take in these new sounds and new beats. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. And that's what I feel like. Anything like, that sounds good, man. I feel like we have to like open up our I ears like and our, our palate, bro. Because we're no, no, so no. like narrow-minded, actually. It's not even being open-minded, but it's being like what actually sounds good. Because you can have like a Big Bird beat. Example, limited edition. I didn't really like that track. But for me, it also didn't sound good. Like if it actually sounded good and then I said, oh, this is not a great track. Uh, that's a different story. But for me, all these seven tracks on this album change were actually good. Like the the music was actually sounding good. So I don't know. That's the point. But it's a, it's a, it's very subjective, and music is all about emotion and how you feel and shit. Right. And this, 
brought back my like feelings and emotions that I had when I listened to Unforgettable. Yo, so that's really why. Be. Also, yeah. atmosphere is another big thing, man. Yeah. Like, you got to see the atmosphere. Where, like Sometimes when you listen to it, like say you're in India and you listen yeah. to an album, it reminds you of like, India or whatever. India. This you got to listen to driving down fucking secluded road at night, 12 a.m. Yeah, have a fight with your girl. <laughs> have a fight with your girl. <laughs> listen, to this, listen to the album, man. Oh my God, it's going to hit. Okay. By the way, I'm married, so it's... I'm shed some tears. <laughs> is there anything else yeah man there's one um really sad oh, sad news yeah. that we posted actually um, when we found out but shokat ali um he unfortunately left us uh because of liver damage i hear um but anyways he was a great folk vocalist he had a lot of breakthrough hits like challa hasbolve like all these songs that are maybe covered by more popular artist but maybe he didn't really also get the recognition mm. but to be honest Shokat Ali like vocally was amazing if you look at it I mean just search, just type him in on YouTube and you'll find out like he's a true wealth, legend man the wealth of music yeah. that this guy brought to the table this is Pakistani vocalist yeah. and um, to be honest I'm gonna say this right now I think Pakistani slash Muslim uh, Punjabis yeah. bring a lot of talent have brought a lot of talent Definitely. to Kowali artists? No, not Kowali artists. I'm talking like Like from the region. From the region. Like, like Punjab Pakistan. Alamur. Although no. they're Pakistani or they're Muslim, they're still Punjabi, right? They lived yeah. in that region. They might not be Sikh. And sometimes we only think about Sikh people in in terms of like who's yeah. Punjabi. But like Kulib Marnik being yeah. the biggest example for me, like this Facts. guy, he re- defines Punjabi music, what we think is like Punjabi. Yeah. But he's also a Muslim guy and he a, a product of being like Punjab being half Muslim half Sikh yeah yeah. and uh, and then you have Angrej Ali and you have all these vocal, like vocalists like there's so many vocalists so many crazy vocalists and I feel the talent really comes from them the like rap. that community man they all have like ra- and now we got, now we got <laughs> Raf Sapera yeah I mean well even Sardul Sukandar Sardul Sukandar um, yeah. there's so many like and then Shokat Ali of course but like even um, from a Gulzo perspective, a Kawali perspective, you got Nusrat Ali, Fateh Ali Khan, you have friggin' Ghulam Ali. Heavy like, yeah. bro, there's so much yeah. talent on the Pakistani side of Punjab. Yeah. And I, f- I think we're really missing it. And yeah, we should yeah. give more recognition to these people. Definitely. Man. They're, they're like carrying the culture. In some cases, they know more Punjabi than even like people on the India side of Punjab. Yeah. They, they really preserve the original culture. So... Yeah, shout outs to those guys. Shout outs. Anyways, <laughs> yo, I just um, wanted to drop that. that. Was a bit of emotional. To be honest, rant. Sucks, to be honest I, I was I was surprised. You know, Hasbolve, because yeah. for me it's it's been Madan Madi. <laughs> Madi, yeah. Right? I was like, what? For this most guy people. Sings? For most people. Yeah. Still. And and even I was surprised when I heard that. You know, I do want to mention one thing though. I saw some people shitting on Gudasman for Shalla. Wait, why? 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 So they were like, oh yeah, Gudasman made a living off of the song. While Shokat Ali was maybe the first or one of the first people to sing it, right? Yeah. The point is though, when we're talking folk Punjabi music, what's the the main word in that phrase? Folk. Folk means something that is from the community, from the people, right? So it's not like one person owns folk music. Yeah. There's yeah. bolia as part of folk. How many people do bolia? So if Gurdasman did Challah and, and yeah, fine, he's huge, but he was also huge before Challah. So I feel like people who are shitting on Gurdasman also taking into account his whole 
you know that controversy about Punjabi yeah. and the the language thing, which was also misconstrued and taken out of context. Yo, man, lie. That pissed me off. Yeah, man. People that, are fucking yo, idiots. That actually but pissed me off. Anyways, let's I not get into that. Let's get into that. Yeah, it's, it's let's a lot. not get into that, bro. Let's not get into that little. It's uh, a lot, bro. It is. That's man. like an episode on itself. We'll do a good last one. Because we'll talk about. Okay, it. Yo, but let's. Okay, yeah, let me bring up one thing. He went to um, the farmers' protest, right? He was there, yo. and it pissed me off. Because how are you gonna disrespect a guy of such status of someone who's brought so much to the culture? Awareness. So they too. were like, yo, the crowd was like, oh, we'll have Gudasman come up here and speak. And the young people in the crowd were like, no, fuck that. They're like, yo, they, sit down. Like, yo, they made him sit down. Yeah, they made they, him sit down. They're like, yo, we're not having you on the stage. Yeah. But anyways, the point I'm trying to make is that sometimes we take things way too seriously. Like, yeah, Out of proportion. Shokat like, Ali did sing Chala first, right? But that's not the point. It's a folk song. Gudasman maybe sang it later and then made it popular. But that's also a good thing for folk music. Yeah. Like who would have known Chala maybe if if it wasn't for Gadasman, if it wasn't right? for Gadasman, right? And maybe yeah. even Punjabi MC. Like we yeah. wouldn't be be talking about Chala. Like, it, it goes with a lot of songs like Putsab Dar and there's a lot there's been a lot of renditions of Putsab yeah. Dar and they, a lot of people sang it, but it's like we always like most of us know it for Surinder Chanda. Exactly. Right? But it doesn't it's not to offset other other singers yeah. and you know maybe someone sang it before Surinder Chanda, but the point is now we know that song. Now we know that it's folk Punjabi yeah. music. Like it's more about creating awareness and also like creating a connection, right? Maybe Shokat Ali wasn't able to connect with the Indian Punjabis. I don't know. I'm just talking yeah. off my off the top of my head. Gudasman was because he's Indian Punjabi. But the point is like, yo, let's not just this fucking cancel culture thing, man. It's it's stupid. It doesn't work in all cases. Yeah, sometimes it's legit, but like we we can't just keep on this fucking on this roll. Yeah, man. Anyways, uh, I'm, re- I'm really fucking heated. Because it's like, it's like the, you already had something against Godasman, and now you find the, the fucking tiniest shit. Yeah, man. Right, and you're gonna blame him for something that it probably wasn't even his fault. Yeah, he probably did it as a cover, you know, as a, as a respect. I mean, how many covers did, did did Safri do? Who 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 says anything about that? John Mere yeah. Makhna was a blatant, um, like a cover of yeah. a Pakistani song. But anyways. I mean, we can go, episode, bro. Yeah, we can go on and on about this, right? And and even B twenty one, like how many covers did? Anyways, I won't go. But my point is, like, let's not just cancel people because of their because, popularity. Because you hate them. Yeah, because you hate Yo, them. The people, time being. people don't like to listen to that side of the story. They just want to jump on the wave and be like, yeah. "Fuck you too." Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about like fucking over, hashtags and retweets. Yeah, over man. a simple tweet, just yeah. because he probably didn't go on on air or he didn't tweet. Or you know what it is? <sighs> it's also if you have a difference in opinion. If someone thinks of another way that's not popular among the whole crowd, they'll be like, oh, fuck this guy. Yo. Yeah, it's and mob this guy mentality. This guy doesn't want to conform to our beliefs, yeah. so fuck yeah. this guy. Yeah. Anyways. I mean, this is the world we live in. Um, yeah. We all live together anyways, so let's keep it peaceful. Let's be... But- this is unite, man. Punjabi is just unite. What the fuck? Like, why that's do we the have to cancel, thing. man? I feel yeah. like anything Punjabi, if if one other guy is doing it better than another, like, you're just going to pull him down. I don't know if it's just and our yo, culture. No, you know what's funny? Like, there's a lot of artists <coughs> that say that. Like, yo, when you when you are in the industry, there's yeah. a lot of people that want to pull you down. And you know this is not the first it? time we hear it. This is so I think Karan together, bro. Karan was talking about it one time. He was like, I have... Made no friends in the industry. Yeah, He's like, like bro, just all have, my friends are all my friends are outside of the industry. Why you got a beef, man? We're all fucking I, one. I feel <laughs> like this is also funny. attributed to the lack of success that Punjabi music has been having because Punjabi music is like, it's amazing. You mean lately? Uh, Recently? I don't, I don't know, but I feel like Punjabi music should have been more known in the world. Oh, worldwide, yeah, worldwide. Man. It's the because we, we our have. own people we tear each other down, 
And yeah, man, look at like fucking we Latin shit on music. each other for no reason. Yeah, like Latin music is mainstream, mainstream. Yeah, like Drake's fucking doing uh, Spanish music. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I I think there's a lot of deep cultural issues, and then also <laughs> maybe like our mentalities and the way we're raised and shit. Like everyone has an ego, everyone has pride. Everybody they don't want to. They don't want to just fucking work with somebody. Instead, they're they're gonna do something on their own or like fuck somebody over and do it on their own. But anyways, we this is a, again, like I said, this is probably the whole episode. Let's add it to the list. Let's talk about yeah. the, all these kinds of issues. But let's move on with this episode because I think we're talking about some big things. Oh yeah, let's, let's get the gist of this. All right, so we will be going back to our tribute series. Um, no, this isn't really a tribute because it's tribute is more for like people that have passed away. Yeah, uh, this isn't, this celebration. 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 Okay, yeah, celebration. Or we could call it artist journey. Yeah, artist journey, or we can say that four decades worth for this guy. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so crazy. For this episode, we will be dedicating we will be dedicating most of this episode to all of it, actually. Yeah, yeah, all of it. Well, not 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 this like a uh, little front like what the intro intro of course in or not. But <laughs> the main the main subject of this episode is AS Kong. Yeah, guys, forty years a, in the game. I had AS another Kong. thing, guys. Wow. Yes, honey. Why don't we do one episode in Punjabi? Yo, oh, let's yeah, be so jokes. <laughs> Yo, how about we do it right now, man? Nah, Yo, chill, chill, chill. Yo, now we're never. I'm not prepared. Gotta, it's now we're never. I gotta warm up my Punjabi, bro. Yeah. Sorry, band. Man, that's all you have to say. Yeah, yo. We can switch over to Punjabi right now. Yeah, let's do it. Or can't. Punjabi. No, no, no. You English, bro. Yeah, but all of them Punjabi. Challa bhi. Anji kida. Challa English bolna bolo. Yo. Alright, yo, let's. Oh shit! Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> there. Alright, All right, yo, no, yo doesn't count. It okay. does, man. Starting, starting now. Chalo, okay. Munda, chalo. Yo, what's the matter? Karo program start. Tu gariya. No, no. Tu bolna wala. Actually, yo, we'll leave this to the next episode. Yeah. We really gotta prep yeah. this. This is really hard, man. Alright, so guys, yo, let, let's get into AS Kung. Yeah, let's, let's not get into it. Yeah, let's talk about this. <laughs> let's take this topic right into the hands of Lodi. Why? Because you're the guy, man. Yes, Kong, that's your guy. Come on, let's start us off. Bro, yes, he's, t- he's definitely top five vocalist. King for me. of Bolian. King yeah. of Bolian, aka the Maestro. The Maestro. Yeah. Also known as Avatar Singh Kang. Yeah. <laughs> Kabaddi player. Kabaddi player. Yeah, yeah, that's a big. Yo, so do we want to get a little bit like uh, how, like his upgrade? Oh, fuck, I can't even speak. Does, uh, I think Sonny has that, right? Yeah, but we pretty much brought up. Brought up. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> he's a very quiet dude, you know. If but, you if you listen to any of his interviews, he's very like soft, very mellow, man. soft spoken, very mellow. Bunda. But the the funny part about him is like the way he drops his jokes. It's yeah. more like it's very like um, almost like the Office. Like he he says some shit, yeah, and then he he says it, and it's like da 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 da. Yeah. Silent. At the end, it's like, yeah, jokes. But um. Yeah, we're gonna get into some jokes things too. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of uh, in his discography, but forty plus well, if we, if we count four decades, all, guys. If we count all the way up to today, forty-eight years in the game. Wow, wow. man, it's fucked. No one's been more consistent. But if we if we count to his last album, probably about forty forty years, let's say. Yeah. yeah. So his yeah. career spanned over four decades. It's crazy, man. Crazy. And I yep. think he's the only one that's kept it consistent. Also. Yeah. There's nobody else that has done four decades. With albums and actual hits in each decade. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, A.S. Kong, man, like, not only is he a UK legend, but one could say that he single-handedly changed a, the landscape of Punjabi music. Attributed to the UK, by the way. Yeah. Um, 
Like, uh, come on, like, we all know Giddy on the Learning. Like, everyone and their parents should know Giddy on the Learning. And which has basically become the starting loop for all Punjabi Actually, songs. Actually, if you don't know Giddy on the Learning, just stop listening to our <laughs> podcast, please. <laughs> By yeah. the way, we got another episode coming out on the Giddy on the Learning loop. Yeah. Yeah. We That's a whole other episode. could be playing it on the background. Right? Bro, there's so many songs that <laughs> Yo, you know what? Yeah, you're right. How about we play this in the background? The GDR loop. We could. That's well, it only makes sense. <laughs> it yes, only so. makes sense, but then yeah. we got to have an episode on this. Yeah, yeah definitely. We shall. So, A.S. Kang, uh, born in uh, Kultam, Namashad in Punjab. Um, I think you guys brought it up. But he moved to uh, UK when he was just 14 years of age. And he um, he did Kabaddi in UK. Right? I think he actually traveled for Kabaddi. Yeah, yeah, so he said that he actually lived in India until he was 15 years old. And then his dad was already in the UK. And so he moved to the Bro, UK. Bro, that means his dad was like an OG, man. Yeah. That means his dad yeah. was like... One of the guys that were here in like the 60s. That's fucking the first set of Sorry, here, not, not in Canada. And, and all like the UK. information, by the way, like just a disclaimer, we, we got all this and we compiled it through his interviews and what we like listened to and all read. online yeah. and read. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, if we get Let anything me don't wrong, worry, bro. There's not a lot of <laughs> stuff on ES Kong online, bro. Yeah. He's just like, who said this? He's a silent guy. He's not out there. Yeah, like, he's not know. out there. But he's, he's a legend, like, nonetheless. But yeah, so he was mentioning how like he moved to the UK when he was like 15 years old or something yeah. like that. That's and then, fucked, man. That's so young. And then, yeah, he's so like, he's born in 49. So, yeah, that's 1964. Uh, that's yeah. OG. Shit. That's, that's, that's so young. <laughs> Bro, I watched it, by the way, sorry, tangent, but I, I watched this documentary called uh, Six of Smith, Smithwick. Smithwick? I don't know uh-huh. how the UK people pronounce it. But Smithwick is like a, like a neighborhood in Birmingham, I think. And it's like um, the documentary talks about these old, like the first sick um, immigrants to the UK. I think we seen that together. Yeah, we watched it together. And the ones with all racism and all the other struggles. So sick, crazy, man. Is it on Amazon Prime or something? No, it's on like YouTube, oh. like BBC or somebody compiled it. I can't remember. Who I remember there was like a viral of that or a clip Yo. of that. That one. There's one viral, clip, right? man, where the guy's talking about white people talking yeah. shit. To yeah, that's the clip that, that was on Instagram. He's like, "Yo, yeah. we're not talking shit, saying shit any anything to white people. So why are they saying it to us?" But anyways, <laughs> I just want to say, I just want to say that's kind of the the shit that these guys faced in like the early early years, man. That's fucked. But anyways. Yeah. If anyone's interested on the podcast, go watch that on YouTube. Six of Smethwick. Smethwick. How do you spell it, bro? Just tell me how you spell it. The city is S-M-E-T-H-W-I-C-K. Smethwick? I think they say Smethwick in the UK. But yeah, anyways. Has a W in it? Yeah, it has a W in it, man. So that's why it says Smethwick. But I'm pretty sure it's Smethwick. It's like Lester, right? It has like the C and the S. You don't say Leicester, you say Leicester. Yeah. But anyway, Leicester. Uh, that's a bit of a, that's a bit of a tangent. But lovey, you were saying. Yeah. So, man, I think I repeated this like beer times. But he he started doing kabaddi in in the UK for like what seven years. I think he was doing tournaments and he was really involved in that. Yeah, man, but like then professional guy, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't imagine AS Kong being yeah, kabaddi. Yeah, man. Player, right? uh, yo, if there's any footage of AS Kong doing kabaddi, <laughs> I want to see yo, this. <laughs> please send it to us. Yo, there's actually um, a video that Dips Brahma put out uh, like close to the first lockdown. Remember? Uh, oh, he's was, doing the. Uh, Amrji yeah, yeah, Sidhu yeah. hosted this like uh, like football uh, tournament back in. Uh, yes, Kang is part of that. Yes, Kang is in there. Oh, shit. He's just running around his shit, and like you <laughs> see, it's so funny, man. Jeez. But yeah, he was a fucking active guy. Um, 
What else do we have on it? Um, his career. <coughs> he, it began in 1975 with the uh, Lutke Legi. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yo, so he recorded this EP, and his goal was just to record something because he's like, yo, I want to do music. I don't know if it's gonna be a hit. But I just want to fucking record, bro. Yeah, it's like us doing this podcast, right? Yeah. Like we're yeah. t- we're talking about it every fucking weekend. We're getting drunk and shit together. I'm like, yeah, we just want to fucking record something. Yeah, fuck and, it. And that's what he did. So he had, um, I think, one of his cousins or one of his like family members. Or, uh, shit, I can't remember his name. Rajinder. Rajinder Gandhi. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they teamed up and they basically found a studio and they found like three or four musicians and he's like, yo, we just knew what we knew and we recorded this thing. S, right? S. Mahendra being one of the main ones, actually. I think he he provided the music for Lurke Lagi, yeah. if I'm not wrong. And the main track from, obviously, the title track, <laughs> Lurke Lagi. If, if you don't know that track... Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, oh, no. you can tell from expression, but he doesn't have to say anything else. You that, should right? know about AS Gang and if you don't know Lurke Lagi, maybe you know the newer version, but I mean... This this was the first version that he released. So, on that on that um, EP, he had four tracks. Um, to be honest, the music was a bit prim like not primitive, but like it was a bit simple. Yeah. It didn't really catch my attention when I when I go and listen back. Yeah. But there's a, there's a bunch of remakes of Lutke Lagi, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so after Lutke Lagi. Um, also, guys, he that Lotke Legi became like a massive success, ah. which kind of started his whole, you know, career. And not not only that, he made say, history. There's there's also another EP after that, Putin. Yeah, which we gotta talk about because there's three songs on that which we've again heard in other albums or other LPs. So mm-hmm. the title track being Putin, which actually. He did um, a vinyl with Janjit Huja, which we'll talk about later on, which yeah. is Sunne Rangi Chavare Tere. And then there was um, Teriyan Gulabi Bulla. If anybody's heard um, A.S. Kang's Gani, he, talk, he sang that, re-sang that, and it was one of my favorite tracks. It was like an R&B vibe. And then there was one of the fundamental tracks, like Tu Na Karmana Matiyan, which was remixed wow. by DJ Frenzy. Mm-hmm. It became a kind of popular... Um, that's when I heard it that's when that, that's when Gary heard it but like yeah. that was a first release so that Putin EP I, f- I feel was really like underrated it's cemented it's underrated but it also cemented AS Ganga he probably brought that to HMV yeah. which is the next probably step did, yeah, right way. yeah yeah right yeah anyways that's the next step so so he, he became like the first UK solo Punjabi artist to release an album and not only that he was also the first UK Punjabi artist to be signed to HMV India HMV was a big deal yeah. like HMV was seen as like I don't know Interscope these days, right? Yeah. Like, I, don't know, well, I don't know what's yeah. popping, but like um, Universal. Universal. <laughs> if you yeah. if you got a deal with HMV, bro, you were you were made. Yeah. So apparently the story behind it is, and this is all, all from interviews and stuff we've read online. But like the story behind it is, him and his um his boy Raminder Kang or whatever his name was, yeah. um they had another friend who was a doctor, and he worked in a UK hospital. Yeah. And apparently in UK hospitals, you can just use like the phone <laughs> and shit and call whoever you want. So these guys looked up the HMV headquarters like in phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now. They called the headquarters and they're like, yo, we want to record an album. So what do you guys say? And they're like, yo, come to India, do an audition. And yeah, we'll consider you, right? This guy didn't even sing. At least, at least as far as we know. Yeah. On the phone. And um, he's like, yo, that week... We bought tickets and we went back to <laughs> India. We went to Delhi, their Delhi studio, which is where like Yes Narula and like Jaranjit Huja yeah. used to record, right? 
and he's like the story already is crazy it's sick man so he's like yo we went in and there was like auditioning a bunch of Punjabi artists he didn't name anybody though. Yeah, he didn't name anybody. But um, I would imagine like Surindish and Nakali, like There's all those guys like, are there, or guns, maybe they were already there. I don't yeah. know. But um, so anyways, AS Kong got picked as one of the key additions, and he's like the manager of that studio brought him into his office, and he's like, "Yo, listen, man, record your albums. We'll release it. We'll distribute it. Yeah, at no expense to you." And AS Kong was That's like, yo, bro, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't expect this, man. HMV? And he didn't have to put anything out of his pocket. And he's recording these amazing tracks. And through, which, and through that, too, he got in touch with, like, his go-to um, lyricist, uh, Jandu. Yeah, Jandu Litanawala or Harbans Jandu. Yeah. More formally known. Mm-hmm. But um, that, br- that brings us to his, his basically his fucking international hit boom sunny give down the rani wow the rani and give the bitch oh to be 100% accurate cuz that's what the vinyl <laughs> says what you just sing the song like no that's what the vinyl says but like it is to, it's not just give down the rani but 1978 yeah so in 1978 he um, went on to produce the biggest punjabi song of all time give down the rani i would say one i think one of them apart from like murnel bachke yeah Fucking Gidendrani and like Potjatande. Yeah. Yeah. Those are like the the top three, I say. Yeah. Hundo. To me, I think it's the biggest Punjabi song because it's it's like the loop that everybody uses to yeah, start man. their songs. And now, like. Also. And, we, and you know what? When you put it that way. Sorry. When you put it that way, I think you're right. It's, it's the biggest song. It's the biggest. It's the biggest. Song, the most important sure. song. Yeah. I, I would say Gidendrani, then Potjatande, then Murnyadavachka. That's my ranking. Jeez, but anyways. Jeez, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of like a shot of sugar or something. <laughs> yo, this, this one. But yo, hold up. Let's let's get into the toll key, man. Yeah. All right, the main thing. GDR toll key. <laughs> Played by Tubsy's brother. Seetal Singh. Seetal Singh. Man. By the way. That's the basis for any beat, bro. The whole album was Chaos Nerula. Yes, and I think that was actually the only album that AS Kang did with KS Narula. And for those who don't I know, so. KS Narula is um, Jaspinder Narula's father. Oh, we should say rest in peace. Rest KS in peace, because yeah. yeah. he also peace. passed away re- recently. Man, such sad news this year. Yeah, but anyway, twenty twenty, twenty twenty, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty one. My guy. Anyways, no, he yo, died in my guys. Life. So let's talk about some tracks from Good Day Man. Sorry, Umar Gawali too, man. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the one for me, man. That's my favorite one too. That's the one. For that song me. is sad, yo. For no, me, I would can't. say it's a good song. No, it's a good song, but like, yo, yeah. it's good to in your feelings, yo. It does still. Like <laughs> he sings it with so much power. Deep. He sings it's it with deep. so much power, man. Yo, so his, his his whole thing was like he was influenced by Yamla Jat a lot. I don't know. To be honest, the one thing I didn't really get from any of his interviews or like readings. It was like who he learned from. Yeah. Because he had to have learned, because his vocals were so unique. Like great. Um, I don't know if he actually learned from Lachon Yamla Jat, but I, he does say that that was one of his key, key influences. And also influences are around his lyrics, right? Because he's like, yo, I don't want to be just singing songs that are like raunchy or like, you know, provocative. Mm-hmm. So he's, yeah. he sang more like serious, thoughtful type music. Punjabi. Listening music, I should say. Right. Not like yeah. Bangladesh tracks. But um 
my favorite track from Gede and Dirania, Ni Gede Vicha, was Jindagi Mokadi Jandia. That's his favorite too. That was a fucked up one, man. That's yo, but that's Eskong's favorite track too of all time. I think he says that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's like, yo, that's my favorite track that I've sang of all time. Like, and yo, if you really like take it into perspective, what he's singing about, yeah, it's. I mean, we'll be there one day, hopefully, knock on wood. Yes, man. But like, if you're in your like late years and you listen to that track, man, that'll get you. Yo, honestly though, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, um, obviously don't cancel this podcast, but like pause it, right? Listen to Get the Dirani, right? Top to bottom, and then come back. All right, you'll have a different uh, perspective. And, and Lovey, as you say that, to be honest, I still th- don't think that this was AS Kong's best. I personally think it was AS Kong's best. A lot of people do, but I have a very controversial. I know, I know. We have these like, yeah. debates all the time, yeah. but yeah. Yo, before we yeah. get into the other albums, yo, we gotta uh, go. We gotta go through his discography. But is there anything that we want to play? Oh yeah, of course. Come on. Which one do you want to play? How about we play two? Yeah, we'll definitely play two. We'll play two. Get the Dinani has to be in there. So let's let's play these tracks. Alright, yo. ਕਿੱਦਣੀ <laughs> ਸੋਣੀ ਮੋਟੇ ਆਰਵੇਂ ਤੂੰ ਪਿੰਡ ਦਾ ਜਿੰਗਾਰਨੀ ਤੇਰੇ ਬਿਨਾ ਗਿੱਦਿਆਂ ਚ ਦਿਸਣਾ ਬਹਾਰਨੀ ਕਿੰਨੀ ਸੋਣੀ ਮਿੱਠੀ ਮਿੱਠੀ ਵਗਦੀ ਹਵਾ ਵਗਦੀ ਹਵਾ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਖੁੱਲ ਮਿਲ ਜਾ ਗਿੱਦਿਆਂ ਦੀ ਰਾਣੀਏ ਨੀ ਗਿੱਦ ਵਿੱਚ ਆ ਗਿੱਦਿਆਂ ਦੀ ਰਾਣੀਏ ਨੀ ਗਿੱਦ ਵਿੱਚ ਆ ਬਾਜੋਂ ਦੱਸੇ ਕੌਣ ਹੇਕ ਕਿੰਜ ਲਾਈ ਦੀ ਅੱਲੜਾ ਨੂੰ ਦੱਸ ਜਾਤ ਮਾਲ ਕਿੰਜ ਪਾਈ ਦੀ ਤੇਰੇ ਬਾਜੋਂ ਦੱਸੇ ਕੌਣ ਹੇਕ ਕਿੰਜ ਲਾਈ ਦੀ ਅੱਲੜਾ ਨੂੰ ਦੱਸ ਜਾਤ ਮਾਲ ਕਿੰਜ ਪਾਈ ਦੀ ਮਾਰ ਕੇ ਤੂੰ ਅੱਡੀ ਬਿੱਲੋ ਤਰਦੀ ਹਲਾ ਤਰਦੀ ਹਲਾ ਨੀ ਠੰਡ ਕਾਲ ਜੇ ਚ ਪਾ ਗਿੱਦਿਆਂ ਦੀ ਰਾਣੀਏ ਨੀ ਗਿੱਦ ਵਿੱਚ ਆ ਗਿੱਦਿਆਂ ਦੀ ਰਾਣੀਏ ਨੀ ਗਿੱਦ ਵਿੱਚ ਆ ਸਾਰੀ ਉਮਰ ਗਵਾ ਲਈ ਤੂੰ ਸਾਰੀ ਉਮਰ ਗਵਾ ਲਈ ਤੂੰ ਜਿੰਦੜੀਏ ਕੁਝ ਨਾ ਜਹਾਨ ਵਿੱਚੋਂ ਖੱਟਿਆ ਸਾਰੀ ਉਮਰ ਗਵਾ ਲਈ ਤੂੰ ਜਿੰਦੜੀਏ ਕੁਝ ਨਾ ਜਹਾਨ ਵਿੱਚੋਂ ਖੱਟਿਆ ਆਇਆ ਮਾਇਆ ਮਾਇਆ ਹੈ ਤੋ ਪਲ ਦਿਸਾਇਆ 
फस के ए दे मोच हाय क्यों होश भुला ली तू जिंदड़ी कुछ ना जहान बिचों खटिया सारी उम्र गुआ ली तू जिंदड़ी कुछ ना जहान बिचों खटिया Yo, so obviously Gajendra Rani, big big LP, established Iskang in the industry internationally. Yeah. But yo, we forgot to mention one LP that he released actually before Gajendra Rani, which was uh, Jawani, and that one sounds like a repeat to the people that maybe know Iskang from more from the '90s. But Jawani was actually his first LP. It wasn't an EP, so that means more than like six tracks. Yeah. Um and this one was done with Mahinder Pamra at the time. So Mahinder Pamra was like if you guys know the music artist, sorry, music director Kuljeet Pamra who is like one of my ultimate all-time favorite legend man. Like responsible for Hira, Premi, like all the stuff in the 80s after that. But before he really got himself going, he was more of like a percussion artist. So he played tabla on this track, and then his his brother played uh, his brother Sutbal played mandolin, who also went to go play mandolin like for so many more albums, which are more iconic. But anyways, Jawani LP came out. I think the, the standout track from this was um, Babaldi and Galia, which a lot of people in the UK maybe or even India played when like you know the Dolly scene was happening. um when brides would go to their in-laws and it was a very sad time honestly if you listen back to that song it's it's really it hits you bro yeah. uh, if you have a sister or <laughs> like if you have a daughter me as a father personally like ah man that song gets me but anyways after jawani he released um like a tarmic album called tarmic geet in 1977 and then we get to gadendrani which we yeah. already talked about yeah. so we kind of <laughs> jumped the gun there but um after gadendrani sunne rehnge chabare tere what a bomb which to be honest the title track was a repeat of puran which yeah. was recorded in 1976 but it was done in a much better way also with chandjit ahuja more complete way complete way yeah yeah um this album for me man love you gave me a gift for christmas <laughs> fucking mint sealed in plastic copy of sunnerange chabare tere and i'm so grateful for that album bro, bro that album is like it's it's up there yeah. for me i think um obviously top 3 if i'm not mistaken but top 3 album top 3 yes sure. gone yes Ooh. yes gone crazy <laughs> yo i just kind of have to listen to the album man like it's it's really up there when yo, you so title tracks on the rangit chabare tere is talks about so you'll hear you you'll hear the name puran a lot in askong sundashinda kuldeep manik it's a folk tale about basically this son who was accused by his um his father's wife as having seduced her and so his father was like a raja and the wife was like 20 something and apparently apparently according to the songs puran was like a really good looking guy yeah and so um this raja's wife tried to seduce him and he's like yo nah 
obviously, because like technically that's his mother, yes. right? But um, what happens in the end is basically Putin gets accused of trying to rape his like mom, stepmom, and um, his dad orders that his arms and legs are cut off and that he's dumped in a well to basically die. Um, so pretty graphic, I know. But the whole point of the story is that on the way, what happens is Putin actually gets picked up by like a saint and he sees him in the well. He's bleeding to death, but he saves him and he recruits him to basically his like Pagat thing, right? Like he makes him a saint too. Right. And Putin becomes a Pagat. And that's where you'll see like some tracks called Putin Pagat. Um, and basically he was like a, a known as a saint, but a very good looking saint. And later on in life, there's another instance where like his stepmom comes to him not knowing that it's him and she says oh i can't have a son can you do anything to help me have a son because people were really superstitious those days right little does she know that this is the same putin that she accused of raping her right mm. when that was not the question like he actually denied um you know her yeah uh, advances <clears throat> and later on it, it comes to light that yeah that Raja finds out that Putin is actually the son that he tried to chop up and kill because mm -hmm. he thought he was raping his wife yeah so the whole thing is like tied in irony and like it's a big folktale but that that whole track is all about that story so I really encourage you guys to listen to and the whole point of that track is that hey you'll never have another son that succeeds you because mm -hmm. of what you did to me that's basically what the the point of the track is. And then, but apart from that, there's Manamatiya. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many tracks. Bro, ek toh sunne jawani duje maape. Yeah. yeah. My Even, favorite, my favorite track, Lagiyan de Dok. Lagiyan de Dok. I was gonna say that. Yeah. What the Sangra vibes? Yeah. <laughs> Sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, this this whole album is like it's really up there with Chandri the Huja uh, doing the music for this album. Which which one is this? Sunne Rani ke chhod. Oh, Chanjit yeah. Huja did that? Yeah, Chanjit yeah, Huja did that. After Gidan Rani, everything was basically Chanjit Huja until like 1989. Yeah. Mm. Basically. Man. But like this, this, this is, it's definitely up there. You want to put something on for this one? Or Yeah, man. I think we should listen to the title track. Okay. It's a nice little history lesson that, <laughs> a history <laughs> yeah. lecture that Sorry. I went on a bit of a, a bit of a rant, but yeah. All right, yo, let's listen to that. अपने बाप राजे सलवान ताई Sing 
so that was sunne rehnge chbare tere i think in the 80s as kong really like came into his own like he, he delivered so many albums basically every like year oh, or almost like two years yeah it's kind of 80s or 80, 80s or 90s 80s i would say 80s for Both me the, 80s, the 80s was the better decade for him but like anyways we'll get into the 90s but well like yo 80s established AS Kong right mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the 80s and the 90s wouldn't have but I also feel like because AS Kong was one of the first to do it with HMV yeah that was a big deal True. like establishing the road for basically like the Satis or like Kuldeep Manik Surindish, I don't know to be honest but like I'm Guys, just saying also like uh, not, not to chime <clears> in but um, talking about the album covers yeah of, of yeah. that time Sunny uh, Amlesh Dave Who did <laughs> Basically did all the so, album covers Basically if anybody Collects vinyls You'll see From the 80s Even the uh, the late 70s Yeah The best vinyl covers That are coming out of the HMV record label mm-hmm. Amlesh Dave Yeah The most iconic Like even the Mahundi Ma Like Kaleep Monik picture yeah. That, that Kaleep mm-hmm. Monik picture That everybody knows Him about Yeah It was Amlesh Dave Let's describe that one Because it's the one With the blue background yeah. Kaleeb Monik's wearing red And he has like this Headgear I don't know what to call it It's not really like a bug It's not a bug It's, it's like more the... like a Pangara outfit Type Thing Yeah right? I don't know what to call it bro Marasa Maybe <laughs> looks like, He looks like a shake no, no it's like a marasa Shake <laughs> but, um, It's a unique way, way of wearing that, eh? It's sick But like After Kaleeb Monik <laughs> There's also like Yo Sonny You mentioned Hunter Hunt Hunt uh, Jogi and the Kannavich Yeah uh, That was his first album Yeah Yeah he, Amlish Dev did that too Dil the Mamla My personal favorite oh, yeah. cover Ooh Gdasman Dil the Mamla But yo Damn That brings me to Basically the next release Which is my One of my favorite Album covers Dunia Matlabdi mm. Same And this one wasn't <laughs> named Dunia Matlabdi It was just A.S. Kang <laughs> but like, but back in the eighties, back in the eighties, pretty much like predetermined that the the first track is the album yeah, yeah, yeah. cover, right? Or that's what name. that's what we took for like granted, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the Matlabdi, man, this for me was probably even mo- more monumental than Sunne I feel like this album was definitely way more deeper, like in terms of lyrics, yeah. right? Twelve tracks. I mean, and know. and they were more like. I don't know how to put it mainstream, but like my point is like they were more appealing, right? Like even from the first song, "Dunia Matlabdi," that that means basically like everyone's out for their own good, 
so be careful right bro then you get into like all this other track like all these other tracks yo the beauty the beauty of like his tracks and well actually not even his but like most majority of the 80s is that you can resonate that with like what's happening today yeah, right man. Like, like for even Dil the Mamla For me one like, of the tracks was like Big Hijab Mola Deran Yeah <clears throat> Which means like Just keep looking at What God's doing And Like it really describes Like where we are today Like with the COVID-19 and stuff Yeah <clears throat> We're all just trying to like Get through it Yeah Um for There's me, the, Yeah sorry Let me go for, on For like We were talking about Dunya <clears throat> Matalabdi Like mine's uh, My standout tracks um, Well my favorite is Dil Wala Paid to me the like, that's, paid, yeah. that to me that's like it's up there when it comes to the deepness yeah the right? deepness the lyrics basically mean like don't tell what's in your heart to everyone yeah because you don't know what people are scheming right and it still rings true today um but one of the songs i wanted to mention was pandasara dangaragya or dangaragya yeah. Yeah, yeah um that was done again in flashback I want to say flashback I'm not Pain sure actually yeah. I know what you're talking about I think it is it is flashback I think it was um, fucking I think it was over here yo watch the whole track <laughs> yo <laughs> you gonna test me like that? <laughs> no, I, I think it was uh, fr- from flashback. It was Gordy, but anyways, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But like Dunia Mathali, bro, another one that established PS Kong as like a performing artist. And for for the people listening, I really advise you guys to listen back to his older albums, like his LPs, uh, whether it be Dunia Mathali or Sunnayranagi Jabari Tere, or Gidde Dirani. Right, like all these, I really. There's more to, to just like the the music. It's more about the lyrics for me. Yeah. Like his older um LPs or his albums, we call it LPs. But, um, by the way, if you're looking for AS Gong on Apple Music, the the one we're referring to, if you cross check with Apple Music, yeah. So Dunya Matlabdi is on Apple Music called Hunde Mapianu Mit Putter Pyare. Yeah, 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 and you'll see the same kind of album cover, but it's like inverted <laughs> yeah. or like, you know, opposite direction. Yo, you're gonna you're gonna get to hear a lot of life <laughs> life lessons from this guy. Yeah, man. it's crazy. Take them take them into account because they're true. But like, if anyone's also interested in collecting any of AS Gong's or any other LPs, you can go to Discogs and like find them. That's yeah. how me and Lovey basically started. Started like, I think between me and you, we have. All of AS Gong's. You guys have like at least over a hundred records in total. No, but like for AS Gong, we have everything basically. More than that? Yeah. Two hundred? Probably more than two hundred, man. I'm at like eighty. What the fuck's wrong? (laughs) Two hundred vinyls? Yeah, I'm at eighty or so. Bro, it's just like for those of you who are looking into collecting, man. I'm just telling you, it's like it's like an addiction, man. Once you get the first one, and then you just fucking want to keep on getting all of them because it's just an addiction. Just keep getting them all until collecting and all that shit. <laughs> it's more of a, uh, <laughs> it's expensive freaking hobby, man. Yeah, man. I think my uh, collection is right now with like 5k. I would say mine yeah. is a little bit more, but yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You, this guy has, this <laughs> guy has a lot more vinyls than I do. But anyways, so Dunia Matlabdi, um, 1980, 80. and then another 
LP dropped in the same year, Jamuna Kande, which was actually re- uh, recorded in Canada, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. But still with Janjita Huja's music. Yeah. Yo, that album or that album is so underrated to me. Yeah. Top Yo, to bottom. I discovered it on Apple Music because I didn't even know this existed, right? Like I saw Discogs, whatever. Yeah. But then if you look at um. Apple Music and you actually go through the whole LP. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. It's so it's sick. There was a it was basically like a duet LP. Yeah. With Preeti Bala. Which was a phenomenal Who vocalist. I've never heard of before. Yes. It's the first time. I'm it was not first time. It's the first time me listening to her too. And her vocals are fucking crazy, bro. Yeah. Like if <laughs> if you listen to like some of the songs where she's especially like um let me think about a track from that fucking that LP, man. Kani Kokle. Yeah. Holy shit, bro. She's singing on a level that we haven't even heard female. Like, I feel, at least, female singer-wise. She yeah. was amazing. But, yeah, one of the standout tracks, Kani Kokle, was redone uh, later on in A.S. Kong's career. I think Untouchables. But that's what really made it popular. Um, Lovey, any standout tracks for you? For me, it's actually, well, my sleeper pick. <laughs> that nope. I'm probably gonna say. Right, later, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, we'll keep um, it quiet. We'll keep it quiet. There's so many, man. Yeah. Um, PP Kare Jawani. Mundial Chalavi. Yeah. <laughs> that was a <It's>, sick <laughs> I mean, yo, for me, I think um, musically, that was phenomenal. Like, it was another less, Uhuja yeah, production. It was, like, I feel like Uhuja went on, like, on another level when he came to, like, introducing new sound. Right, it was more of a futuristic sound. There were too. like organs or some sort of keyboards yeah, in yeah. there. And yeah, the cell, the 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 one that I, that is my sleeper pick, it has that different sound. <laughs> ah, fuck! I already know your sleeper. Yeah, pick. um, cause like yo, like Dunia Motoldi came out in 1980, right? Yeah, and then that sound is totally different compared to this one, and yeah. it's, it's released in the fucking same year, which is like. And I feel like it also has to do. It also has to do with where it was recorded, right? Because Dunia yeah, Motoldi yeah. was in India. Whereas Jamuna Kande was here, like here yeah, in maybe Canada, more, right? like more futuristic, and I feel like also Iqbal Mahal had to do had something to do with it. Could be, yeah. Because like, so for those people that aren't from Canada, or even for Canadians, I don't think everyone knows this guy. But basically, on um, we have this one channel, by the way, on our cable services called Vision TV. <laughs> yeah, Channel Sixty. <laughs> channel Sixty, if you're on Rogers, but um. This channel was meant to be a religious channel. And then I think Punjabi people just took advantage of it and said, yeah, yeah, we're just talking about the sacred religion. They covered it. They covered yeah. it, right? <laughs> they covered like the first first 10 minutes. Yeah. Then they go into the, the other first story. 10 minutes. I think it's like two minutes. It was like, like two minutes. They start off like a quote. They'll play like a Shabbat. And then that's it. And that's then it. suddenly, boom, you hit into like the Pangara music. Yeah. But anyways, sorry. Before, <laughs> before we go into Vision TV, bro. So Iqbal Mahal was... Or is still a legendary media figure here in Canada. He um, he basically invited all these singers, and he actually recorded specific videos, like v- videos before there there were videos, right? Like yeah. back in the '80s, there were no videos to really, like until the bands came along, there weren't any videos. So like A.S. Kung had one for like Gidiandrani, or like he had mm. one for some of his duet songs. It's on it's on YouTube, by the way. Yeah, yeah. you can see all Mahal, the Mahal, You can search up A.S. Kong slash Mahal, Mahal Entertainment. The yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I think his daughter's actually continuing on with like their whole TV program, but like... She's great, man. Yeah. Amazing. And at that time, um, Canada was basically A.S. Kong's like second hub. Because like, yeah, he would... Obviously, he lived in the UK. He recorded in India. 
but then a lot of his big shows happen here in Toronto especially um, so yeah Jamuna Kande being recorded here I feel like it had some sort of effect on the music and that's why it was a bit more new age compared to like Sunne Renge or some Canadian spice yeah, yeah. exactly or Dunia Matrabi anyways you guys get that though? Yeah, right. Canadian Spice Jazz right, B, okay, man. Perfect. Come on. Right. That's what I was going for. I'm not going to say that album anymore. I got corrected the last time. I'm not going to drop that album already. <laughs> Alright, so what was after Gemini um, Kundi? Actually, before we, before we get into the other albums, do you want to li- uh, play a little bit about, or a little Dunia Matalabdi and Gemini? Love you, let's do it. Let's do it. So down. Boom. मोटी गल तो कदे न डोलिए दिल वाला पेद ना किसे को खोलिए छोटी मोटी गल तो कदे न डोलिए दिल वाला पेद ना किसे को खोलिए पारखे बगैर एमे प्यार पाइए ना जाके बरी दे कार खाना खाइए ना पी के शराब ना कदे भी भुखिए पेओ दे अगे ना कदी हाथ चुकिए अपने तो वड्डे नु
So that was basically our standout tracks from Dunya Matlabdi. But in the 80s, AS Kong really took it to another level. So we talked about Dunya Matlabdi and we also talked about Jamuna Kande. Yeah. But for me, the album that defines AS Kong, maybe contrary to what other people think, is Man Ashikatera, which came out in 1982. Um, again, music by Chanji Tahuja, which... He's been partnering with Jarnjit Huja since, since basically uh, Sunday Ranga Chawade Tere, right? Yeah. The first album he did with K.S. Narula. After that, from the 80s on, <clears throat> basically it was either uh, Jarnjit Huja or Sukhshinder Shinda. Like, that's the only people he basically trusted. Yeah. But yeah, for me, I think Matt Ashikdara was a more... We, we say this a lot, but Matt Ashikdara was more like a complete album. Like Gidden Dirani for me was Yeah I had the standout track That he was known for And then it had a few other tracks But If you listen to Man Ashik Tera There's not a single song I could call out on that album That I would actually skip For example You start with Man Ashik Tera Then You go on to like Pinda Haan Sharab And then <laughs> Later on in the album There's a Kulinu Agalaja There's Orde Chala Orde there's Yara Narahundi Ambahara, there's Lambrandi Nonachadi, which was like yeah. fucking groundbreaking. You know? That was that was covered by so many people and then even especially on like grassroots Lobjanjua covered that track. LL Cool Sing. LL Cool Sing the, the, the well Hidden Treasure PMC. PMC. Yeah. <laughs> um Lagdi <laughs> which is again throwing back to the Putin story that I was talking about. But this whole album Track 1 to track 11 I don't think there's a single track that I would skip I mean I think yeah it's, it's true um, For me But love you You still think Gudden Dirani is I personally yeah Like I personally think Gudden Dirani is Is up there For me It's Why? my favorite Why because First Obviously the 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 song Gudden Dirani Right <laughs> Yeah but not The song can't carry the song, I know I know I know that But like then Again <laughs> Coming back to uh Hosani Ik well wasn't in there, was it? I don't think it was. Ikosana Jawani the Jamapti. That was Sunday Ranagi. Yeah, that was Sunday Ranagi. Yeah. Um Sari Umura Gawali Tun. That's like mm. up there for me. Manamatiya. Was that also? Am I tripping? No, out? man, you're tripping. This is all Sunday Ranagi Chawani Tere. Okay, so <laughs> never mind, bro. Gadir <laughs> Rani was like uh, Jin- yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it was Punjabi. I, I think this is when Gaskan just got more comfortable, right? Yeah. You could just see like he's just feeling himself, like fuck yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. That's my favorite track Sick of the album. Track. And he's just like 
I don't know the way he just says "Bean by Shara Mathan." Chatta par chaun. That's just yeah. <laughs> But yo, Ahuja also ripped it on the music. Like, yo, it's not even honestly, like, fuck. I think I might just have to switch it up. But I mean, because <laughs> I got my whole I got shit case. fucked up. I have my whole thing fucked up. It's just really yeah. referencing back to Sunday Ranigate. But yeah, maybe maybe your album is Sunday Ranigate. It could be, man, because I said that, right? Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> yo, let's play one of the standout tracks from Me Aashik Tera, which is Me Aashik Tera. <laughs> <laughs> So after my Ashik Tera, basically, AS Kanga was releasing like every two years, basically a new album. Um, what came after was a collaboration with Paramjit Bami, who was basically like the heart tro- heartthrob of like the '80s. So if you grew up in the '80s, apparently, according to my dad, and like according to a lot of people that maybe grew up in the '80s, Paramjit Bami was like, I don't know, like the Miss Pooja of the time, like people. Like they found her attractive, but then she also had that nakra yeah. in her singing. So yeah, they recorded this album called uh, Aksajna Nal Largi in '84 again with Ahuja music. But I personally haven't heard this album. I couldn't find it anywhere. I have. I have. Not a big fan of it. Mm. I think it's it's just another duet. Bamji's Bamji's vocals though. Yeah, they're crazy. definitely up there. But I don't. I didn't really listen to it that much. Mm. But, um, I mean, it's part of the history, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, after this is one of the other, I think, key albums for us is Munda Te Kuri, which came out in 1986. 
and yeah. there for me the standout track was um jinna mein tenu pyar karda ha yeah which is more like a love track love song and as kang at this point isn't really known for that kind of song and like i feel he's, like he's more like folk music punjabi music like more maybe like real real shit basically i feel like with this album he tapped in more into that uk sound yeah right with even even with like the cover the tape cover <laughs> like uh, a lot of the uk bands and just the uh, the singers used to have that kind of uh, emi yeah, tape yeah, yeah. cover right yeah and so yeah there's also jindagi yarandi which i found to be a good track it was kind of like a upbeat track about being like young and just fucking around like <laughs> almost like a sherimon vibe so yeah Uh, on um, to um good the which good the which not you know that one that one was like again another i think collab but like it was with the huja um i think a few stand out tracks for me from that album was bindarte palo ne i'm tripping bindarte palo nachdi jado or something but it was about two girls basically you know it's kind of like a good rani but like with two girls instead of one and then there was a track called uh, gore rangwali i think we should listen to that track man that was underappreciated i feel like with this album uh, we were just recently listening to it <clears throat> like yeah. the chanji the who just sound on this was way more um futuristic pronounced and you know why yeah. i believe that is because in the 80 well late 80s well this is when gidda b came out and you know like mm. chanji the who just stuff in the late 80s kind of sounded more like gidda b uh this track or this album is one of them get the beat itself um even the album cover is like get the beat like yeah. it, although it's just askong i forgot like there's there was another um oh, there's another album i forgot man I, sw- I i wish i wrote it down but it sounded exactly like uh get the beat right that he produced mm. back in the 88 Maybe also those shall luck there type i think so yeah i think i don't know i i should have wrote it but down but not askong No, it wasn't yeah. asking. It was another artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like that's that's when he started, you know, going through that route and like like the, the organ and, and the synthesizers yeah, and all synthesizers, that shit. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> yeah, this is what Askong sounded like with that kind of sound.
After this uh, came an album called Officially Kukudukudum, which is like the Punjabi sound for uh, rooster going <laughs> whatever. Um, I think on Apple Music and, and Spotify and things like that, it's renamed. But basically, ASCON came back with a few of his old hits and like did new music to them so that they would more appeal to like the 80s crowd. So obviously the standout track was Lutke Lagi, which was redone. Um, he had Nikki Patel, I believe, from Apna Sangeet yeah. help him on that one. And Raju, who also helped on like Premi with Kuljeet Amra. So he had a lot of different musical influences on this album. Um, and then he also had one song called Ekuri Midlandi, which was more... Like it was more recognized in the UK, obviously, because <laughs> Midland is like a region basically there. And yeah, it just kind of bridged the two worlds a little bit more in terms of India and UK, UK Punjabi yeah. music, right? And you could actually see Sukhshinder Shinda in that album cover. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right beside Yes Kong. Oh, shit. So I'm pretty sure he did some some work in that album also. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure Namana had something to do with it. It could be, man. Yeah. You see the youngish in there. That's <laughs> so crazy. definitely I didn't even know that. That's probably why um uh Eskong trusts Sukhshinder Shinda so much, right? Yeah. So basically after this you'll see that Eskong basically uh, only use Sukhshinder Shinda.
Yo, so after that last album, Kukuru Kuru, or Lutke Lagi, yeah. um, AS Kong kind of took a little hiatus, a little break. Yeah. Um, we're not really sure why, but he basically rebooted himself with the album Flashback. Yeah, and that was a huge, huge freaking release, man. Yeah. So officially released in 93, but then some sources also claim 94. Yeah, which is like weird. I, I have the cassette that says copyright 1993, so I'm pretty confident on that it year. Has to be 93. But um, yeah, flashback was him coming back with like a firing bolia, which is what he's now known for. But honestly, at that time, flashback bolia were the first kind of bolia track that AS Gong really sang. Because before this, it was more like folk traditional, traditional music. Yeah. And bolia being a part of that whole crowd, AS Gong was like. Yo, I gotta do something different with Bolian. Like it's it's not just the normal Bolian that every other singer sings, right? So he kind of wrote this kind of Bolian is more for like the dance floor. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's a bit more fast paced and transition that obviously given the music wow. and with Tubzy and with Tubzy and also um, at that point there was J- Dave Rajaso who yeah. was known for the Algoze and stuff like in the Legend, UK, man. but also. I think the person that really influenced this album and the next one that we're going to talk about is Mishinder, Mishinder Kang, yeah. who's AS Kang's son. We're honestly not sure what happened. Yeah, man, to he him, only dropped like uh, some music with his dad, and then after that, it just went ghost, bro. To be honest, though, like flashback and the and the album after this, and even Kung Fu, like there was a definite influence. Definitely, you could tell because could it, tell. <laughs> it wasn't fully like Sukhinder Shinda style of music. Like, yeah, if you yeah, look yeah. at '93, like that's what like Cookie and the Jordan and Nobtola type, you know, music. If you listen to that and you compare it to Flashback, it's not necessarily the same. So it is definitely, a- I think Mashinder had a lot to do with that type of sound. But yeah, man, Flashback. Like, I think we have to play at least one track from this. Oh, album, we have man. definitely. Yeah, let's play that Flashback Bogna.
Alright guys, so after flashback, AS Kong basically came back in the 90s and created a new audience for himself. Re-established like, himself. He re-established himself mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. Bhangra star, right? Obviously, people from the 70s, 80s were listening to him, but now it's like the dad and the son are listening to the same artist. Yeah, like, it was yeah. a big deal. I don't think anybody had ever made that kind of crossover. Because, like, yeah, you had your Khalid Monix, Shindashindas, Jim Kidlas, but the people that grew up during that time mm-hmm. would listen to those artists, not necessarily the people that yeah. came after. Like, the, that generation's next generation wouldn't go back and maybe listen, listen to, to that those guy. people, right? And, you know, I think it's safe to say that he's, like, he's conquered both of the, the generations, right? Yeah, like, man. back in the 70s, 80s, fucking, like, he was up there. And then 90s, he was still relevant. And the 2000s as well. Right? Yeah, Lovey, we have Gary here. Who had Ashkodo as one of his most influential, influential. tracks. And that's huge, Exactly, man. bro. Because it was, it was an influential track. And, uh, it definitely was. Any, we'll party, any party you went to, that was like... The first it, song that... Exactly. And it's still... Uh, it has those timeless bangers. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, it's... Yes, Kong's done it all. I man. think what he did there was really smart in terms of getting himself back into, like, the audience's mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But and he didn't miss. That's the relevant. thing. Because, you know how artists nowadays, they... Or like older artists, like I would say Jazzy B. Yeah. You know they try to fit into the the newer crowd in today's uh, today's music, but it's, it's not kind of the same. But yes, he did it back then. Yeah. And he did it the right and way. He did it. He did it the right way, and it was actually amazing music. But, I but think it has a lot to do with who you partner up with. That like, too. But then you know, like look at it this way: it's a generational thing too. Not how like how we didn't necessarily like the Bali Sigu thing, right? But that kind of music kind of bumps now. Right, so he's kind of trying to fucking reestablish himself, but he can't and, really and Lady, going fucking back, do it because we're not, we're not La- into this. And Lady, going back to your point, yeah. like it, it depends on who you who you do it with. Um, Jazzy B did it. He did a folk and funky too with Sukshin Dashanda, but it wasn't the same thing. That's true. Right? That it, wasn't, true. it wasn't the same. Both both of them changed for that yeah. one. But no, that, right, that's yo. that's that's why AS Kong is unique because yeah, for three decades going into the two thousands. He was killing it. He was killing it, man. Um, so, after Flashback came Giovanni, which is a... I don't want to say re-release, but he did do that Giovanni LP in his early days. Then he came out with this album called Giovanni Youth. And it was like a follow-on to Flashback. So, that one came out in 95. Yeah. And, again, he started... Having these consecutive Bolian tracks, Desi Bolian, Desi Bolian. No, not not in. Uh, oh yeah, it was in Giovanni. Sorry, yeah. Desi Bolian was in Giovanni. But he also had like a bit where you can hear him like almost like rapping, and it's yeah. like, yo, wait, is this like the that's, origin that's... of Punjabi rap, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can you can say so, but like if you listen to the first like no, not first, but like if you listen to the whole track, you'll hear Askan basically dropping a bo- like a like a rap. Rap versus that's actually in the first bullying, not the DC bullying. Is it the first bullying? Yeah, Giovanni bullying, yeah. But like, apart from that, there's a lot of other tracks. Um, one one that I'll, I'll call out is Rajke Pinadeo, which I believe was also on another album that he did way yeah. back. Putin. Um, was yeah. it? I think it was Putin. So, Putin, which was his second EP after Lutke Lagi back in the 70s. Um, but yeah, obviously redone for like the '90s with suction dish and the sound. Um, but yeah, let's listen to a track from Giovanni. Let's do it.
So guys, I had a question for you. Yeah. Um, yes, like we all know, Yes Kong is one of those singers that have aged very well with uh, his voice, and I don't think he has lost his touch. So according to you guys, which other singer in the history of Punjabi music do you think still has that magic touch? You know, that voice that hasn't Sunny, I got changed. That is <laughs> already ready. With the I've question, been talking bro. too much during this episode, <laughs> but I gotta say. <laughs> Yo, Surendra Shanda. Yeah, Surendra Shanda. Yeah. Surendra nobody Shanda's else. One. That's one. I have Mukib Singh. Nobody else. No, but wait, wait, wait. What, what are we defining as like the years to measure, right? Because like AS Gang is 70s to now. Let's say their Shinda career Shanda is also like 70s to now. The career has 70s. spanned over 20 years. 20 plus years? 20 plus years. So, so I would for say... For them any, to be considered... That's like, that's like anybody in the, in the, in the 90s. In the 90s. I would say like early 90s. Who, say, who still has it today? I would say 30s, man. Okay, fine. 30 years. Or 30s. 30 years. Oh. So I was going to say Jazzy B, but... 80s. Nah. But Jazzy B, doesn't, he, hasn't ha- he doesn't have that voice. Yeah, yeah. man. It's not oh, yeah, I wouldn't say I would say Gurdasman is up there. He's preserved. Gurdasman. You know who I would say is also looked over a lot? Underrated. Shin DCS, bro. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. That guy's he's, vocals he's are the there. fucking same since, same. like, 1, 2, 3, go. 1, 2, 3, yeah. Mulkeet Singh is also another one. Yeah, Mulkeet Singh. Mulkeet Singh, Hundo. Um... But Surinder Shindo takes the crown, man. Yeah, because he's done that, the live in effect. live in effect, yeah. And it was live, obviously, and in effect. <laughs> and he sung like, it exactly, basically exactly the same as the cassettes or LPs. Yeah. We could be missing, that was a goal. We could be missing other artists, to be honest. Like who? Jenny Singh isn't really the same. No. A lot. No. Uh, Hira isn't really the same. Aparna no. Sangeet. KS Palmer is there, but like, I don't know about... Sardar, he's still kind of got it, but yeah. nah, like not we, the prime. We time. said Gurdasman. Hey, Sardul Sekunder still had it. He still, he had, still it. had it, of course. Yeah. But um, um yeah, I man, I can't. I think of anybody else who's maybe from the '80s all the way until now that's still active. That's big. That's a tough one. Yeah, I know Muhammad Sidis. He doesn't like. Not we would have, have said like, I'm. I guarantee you, if we hadn't lost these artists, we would have said like Sardul Sekunder. Oh yeah, definitely. <sighs> but yo, we can't say that. <laughs> I know. What if, right, what if right now, like you know, sounded totally different? Exactly. Can't even that say too. that. He didn't really come out Lambert? in the eighties. No. Didn't come out in the eighties. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, I mean, Shinda takes a crown for that one, man. I guess. Has to. All right. So let's Anyways. let's get back to the discography. Yeah. 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 Skong. So we talked about flashback. We talked about Giovanni and basically Askong's comeback in the nineties. One of the key albums after that was Kung Fu, which, in my opinion, was one of the most clever titles it was. of an album. That was genius freaking marketing that's, and everything. Bro. That, bro, that's top shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's some genius that? level Kung shit Fu. right there. Kung Even Fu. the cover, That's some boss shit, man. Think yeah. about it. Kung Fu. Kung Fu. That's some boss shit, dog. And, and even, the, even the cover of it was like kind of iconic because it was like that yellow lettering Kung yeah. Fu. Yeah, like light blue. And A.S. Kung in his like... Awesome. 90s yeah, yeah. half balding <laughs> <laughs> never looking at the camera yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah always yeah. looking to the side to the side. recurring theme on his uh, on his on album, album covers, covers right? yeah yeah but was like jokes. this was another um, album but it had a few producers so it wasn't just Sukhshan at this point yeah. there was also Ravi Bal for a few tracks I think one or two and then in terms of percussion they of course had Sukhshan they had Tabzi who we know they've played on Giovanni, they've played on Flashback, but then they also had Sunil Kalyan. Sunil Kalyan is, is a really big percussionist. Um, his his dad, 
played for Alap and they're f- descended from basically they, they call themselves the Kalyan Karana which is like in India they have families musical families yeah that like they descend from like ages and ages and ages and they only do one certain instrument or one certain kind of music so I mean Sunil Kalyan is descended from these fucking like great masters of tabla and then you hear him today or you hear him yeah. back in the Alap days Crazy. and if anyone was to search him on YouTube there's a sick ass uh, I don't know like two minute clip <laughs> of him with Alap if, if you search up um, Sunil Kalyan kicking it I think it's called but like he's just jamming on the tabla so sick anyways Kung Fu man one of the one of the standout albums in the 90s um, that's when that first Valati Bolian hit yeah and Valati Bolian for those that know <laughs> I mean that's like a iconic Bolian track it's up there the one where um, AS Kong makes fun of like his Gori Gondon right these edgy edgy lyrics <laughs> yeah um, and then there was also that track Melevich that's my favorite track I think that has to be my favorite that's track, my too, favorite track from that album so uh, let's listen to that also um, just to name a few Ulam Singh Diwar yeah more patriotic sick track um hurry hurry <laughs> he's got some very very different kinds of uh yeah, title yeah. tracks whiskey but yeah milivich let's let's listen to milivich So in the 90s We've gone through Flashback Javani Kung Fu We end up at The Untouchable Which was a bit of a departure So This album wasn't really done With Sukshinda Shinda It wasn't really done In the UK It was recorded in India At the time It was the Bindrakia era 
Yeah. Atul Sharma was like on a, on another level. He was like Chandji the Hujal level basically. Yeah. Like people revered him, bro. So Untouchable, that album was recorded in '97 with Atul Sharma basically heading up the music. Mashinder Kang was still involved, like conceptually, but yeah, that album had some sick tracks. It was just not that UK vibe. So for me, like I like that UK sound, yeah. the Pangra sound. I didn't really get it from this album, but it was still a good album. Like it's a good album, but uh, it's not a go-to for me. There were a few good tracks like Sara Tu Punjab Galia, Tere Banga Mein or there was like that one track um, Panjalak Pound, which yeah. is about a guy that's just trying to get married for money. It's just different subject matters, right? And then there was also, um, I think Sukshindish actually produced this one. D though, I don't know, but it was called Shirab Damaza. It's like A B C. then we kind of get into a totally different space again. So if Untouchable wasn't a departure from like that Sukhshindashinda sound, then Eternity was like a completely different, different turn, right? Like it's like more of a remix heavy. Yeah. So like hip hop. Also weird. at this time, I think Roma. So the, the label that um, AS Kong was releasing these nineties albums through, they were going through some changes. Um, I believe at the end of the 90s they were taken over and renamed to Envy Roma which later became Envy and that's basically where like DJ Sanj, Dr. Zeus all those guys kind of came out of but Roma was the original label and Eternity was released kind of in like a hybrid period so it was 99 it was produced by three main people that I can think of Vivek Nair DJ Stin, who we know, yeah. Cam Frantic, who we know. Um, but yeah, so I had a, like a bit of a different sound, and then I had backing vocals from that boy band that Gary had in his sleeper tracks, DIP. So like it was a bit different for AS Gong to do that sound. And for me, there were two main tracks from that. Again, another Bolian. Bolian the Bolian the Cool Pardia. And then there was also Ekvari, um, which is like a very violent track if you think about it <laughs> it's like for me basically it's Boti, bro. yeah he's like oh yeah Boti, Boti, yeah. oh Lani. but like Ikvari was the one where he's like I'm gonna chop your head off if, if you talk to my girl or something right? <laughs> basically oh, but yeah man. man I think we should give a, a spin to one of the tracks from those those albums Shit, I'll be on the one that I should have a number. 
So that basically rounded out the 90s for Eskong and then surprisingly he continued his like Bhangra domination yeah, into man. the 2000s. That's crazy. And uh, to start with um Gani, right? Gani the EP, Gani the EP. There's a there's a funny story behind this. So <laughs> for for Gani the EP I traveled to Vancouver when I was like a little kid at that point. I was like 11 years old. And I had to like sit in the back of this SUV and not even in the back seat row, but in like the trunk, trunk, trunk. This was in the trenches, yo. <laughs> yeah. 
And <laughs> I guess my uncle at the time only had this one cassette. Uh, it was Gandhi. So sitting there in the back, in the trunk, isolated from basically everybody else, not talking to anybody, being the only kid on the trip, I basically memorized this whole EP. And it was it was essentially three tracks. Side A with the original version and side B with like the remix versions. Yeah. But some of the sa- standout tracks from this was like Deri and Gulabi which is Mitro. <laughs> yeah, the slow jam. Uh, Gani, the title track itself. But like all three tracks to me were amazing. It's just what version you preferred. Was it side right. A or side B, right? Because they were all different remixes. But yeah, man, let's get let's give one of those tracks a spin. So, I think the last main album that came out for AS Kong was Ashko, yeah, which like the last Gary, quality. for you that was like the most influential the top, track. The yeah, that's probably one of my. I think that's my favorite track from AS Kong of all time. Because it was also more your generation, right? Like, yeah. I might might have actually experienced the '90s tracks, but like for you guys, that's more of my taste. And not yeah, only yeah. that, he uh, he came back with Sukshinder Shinda. Yeah, was this one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After and the whole NV Roma thing, he's back with Sukhshinda Shinda. Um, What's NV Roma? NV Roma was a label. Oh, so he left the label? No. Well, they basically went to Movie Box for this one. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Sukhshinda Shinda just snapped with Ash Photo. And then also, part two of Alati Bolnia. Yeah. Which is a big, big deal. 
um, one of the standout Mitro. tracks. Mitro. There's also so, so so there were a few repeats from like the EP that we just mentioned. But there was also Gudda Bodian, which was a bit different. Like it was more like Amr yeah. Singh Chonki style. Yeah. yeah. Um, when Mornwaras did that Aja Pabi, and then AS Gang did Gudda Bodian, which, yeah, I thought it was just cool. It's an underappreciated track in my Very. opinion. Back in 2001 too, man. This is yeah. like, he's into this game for what, like 30 plus years now at this point? Yeah, Hundo. Crazy. In his 40, like going into 40 years. And like, the fact that he's had a hit in basically each decade. It's since crazy. he started, so yeah. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. And yo, like Ashkoda is one of those tracks that you're you're always going to hear it in the Banquet All Party. Hundo. Man. Yeah. It's one of those ones. If you don't have Ashkoda in your party, then <laughs> is it really a party, man? Yeah. <laughs> That's a real exactly. question. Even after Ashkara, like, so he went on to release two more albums, Del Dele in 2002, and then he took a bit of a, like, a longer hiatus and released Maestro, where he redid a few of the old tracks that we've already mentioned, like, Gadiandirani, yeah. or, like, I don't know, some of the other hit tracks. Um, and then I think he had two original tracks in Maestro. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, everyone achieves a certain height of their career. And I think AS Gong did that for as long as you could. He yeah. as, he's as a Punjabi artist. But honestly, he did. I think yeah, he's an overachiever, in my opinion. He definitely is, I man. mean, for the understated, quiet type of guy that he is. Yeah. The amount of stuff <laughs> that he's done for Punjabi yeah. music in general, man. This it's guy, crazy. It's crazy, dude. Um, so, so, you want to get into... We pretty much touched on everything. I think that's related. basically it, man. Like... It, like we said, almost 40 years of, of ASCON. There's a lot to touch on, but uh, hopefully we've covered everything. I know there's there's some things that we might have left out, yeah. um, but I mean, we've covered pretty much like the main things that we, we thought was hopefully. worth mentioning. Anyways, so what's next? Sleep Bricks. Sleep Bricks. Let's do it. So since this uh, episode was dedicated to AS Gang, which was a celebration of AS Gang, so we've decided that our sleeper picks are going to be AS Gang edition. So let's start with... Uh, who wants to start? Gary? Uh... I'll, I'll start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my sleeper pick, um, it's from Jamuna Kande. Mm-hmm. Right? That from album, the 1980s. 1980s. The Chanji Duhuja on the, on the music. Yeah. Uh, Preeti... Uh, singing, yeah, yep. alongside. So the song is Mundia uh, Lachaloe, which is also South Hall. Um, well, that's in brackets. Yeah, South Hall. To me, what's more, uh, what stood out to me for this particular track was um, the, the the music, man. The music was on crack on this one. Yeah, I, I personally thought the music was just like it, it didn't even sound like Chanji Duhuja, bro. It's some next level. So yeah, let's uh, let's listen to this track.
my sleeper pick uh the as kong version is gonna be bali sagu lotke laggy from wham bam 2 so you guys already know lovey bang that track yeah, let's do it
Man, but it's a good with those remixes, bro. He's killing it. So basically, yeah. what happened, like how that came about, was um, Balisagu was kind of restricted to like the vocalists and the songs that he could actually remix. And I think AS Kong's Lotokelagi was one of them that he could actually have access to. So that's the only reason that it was as part of Wham Bam 2. And it's one of the most iconic remixes, yeah. too, man. It's crazy. I think it was because he was restricted to like OSAs, like yeah. rental, rental star agencies. Anyways, yo, so my f- my sleeper track for uh, AS Kong is um, Dunya Matalabdi from obviously the, the title track or what we say is the title track. The album Dunya Matalabdi released in 1980. But that that song talks about like the realities of people. And it's not just people these days. It's just people in general, right? Like when they need you, they need you. Yeah. And when, when there's no use for you, that's it like you ain't shit you're in the shit so, after that yeah man uh, some real life lessons from AS Kong definitely this whole album is definitely yeah. like life lesson hundo <laughs> so let's listen to that man the name of the Lena, a piar, a tupac, a 
दुनिया मतलब दी ओ दुनिया मतलब दी ओ दुनिया मतलब दी ओ दुनिया मतलब दी I just want to say that track had a huge Yamla Jat influence. If you take in the Tumbi or the Tumba and like the way Eskang sang it, it basically yeah, sounds like Yamla Jat. Right. Shit. I just want to say that. I just took that, that in. I just yeah. want to say that. After listening to it, man. Yeah. Anyways, Sunny, so go on with for, your sleep pick. For my sleeper pick, um the song is Milivich. And it's not it's not the one from Kung Fu. It's the one uh, from the Dream Team album which was released in 2000. I think it was re- produced by DJ Swami. That's what it says on Discogs. Was that the first Dream Team series? Cuz there was no, like no, four the, Dream Team albums. Yeah, no. The, it, I don't think it was the first one. Mm. The first one came out in the 90s, I think. But this one was released in 2000. And I think it's titled Jat Oi. Jat Oi? Jat Oi. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cuz Melivich and Jat Oi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here is Melivich. I'm not afraid of the dark. 
man that's a wrap Love yeah you. man wrap it up guy <laughs> that brings us to the, the end of the episode so hope you guys liked A.S. Gong's basically run through of his discography 40 years of A.S. Gong um, wow. I don't think there's anybody I hope you guys more. like not, not just him I hope you guys like Luddy and the way he just fucking <laughs> just memorized A.S. Gong's I didn't memorize. life story bro no 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 off, off the heart very knowledgeable very knowledgeable guy. guy he is very knowledgeable actually you Shout know what? Out. Hats off to you, man. Thank you. That was actually sick. Because <laughs> well, you know you. what? Not just the podcast listeners, but even me, I was just sitting here like, oh, what the fuck? That happened? Oh, yeah. shit. Like, I was just like. I mean, there's some. Like, I know, like, my fear is sure, but, like, at to the point, Luddy, like, it's even, the even with the Putin, the Putin lecture, and there's just a story and yeah. everything. I didn't know that. I mean, you know what? It is, man? For me, it's like, I hear one thing and then I just fucking. I go to the end of it. Right. Like, for example, the Putin story. I started Googling Putin and like, okay, what, what does this folk song actually mean? So when you start going to that level, you really start remembering like what you're researching, right? Because yeah. if you're actually interested in it, you're going to retain it. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's just like a chore to you, right? And that's the whole reason why we have this podcast. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we want people to know the background stories behind folk music, behind Pangara, behind basically all the things that have influenced us. So anyways, I want to say, man, A.S. Kong. My dad might think he's a bit of a joker because of Vlati Bolian, but like, for me, one he's of the most iconic artists, there. man. Definitely top there, top man. five. Has if we be. ever do one of those episodes, he's definitely gonna be. That's in. gonna be one of the hardest episodes, but yeah, <laughs> he's definitely up there, man. Vocalist wise, even lyricist, man, he wrote most Yo, of these songs. God gifted, man. Yeah, lyricist. Anyways. So let's wrap it up. The Pumpkinheads um, are no, not yet. I mean, like, yo, the tribute series, <laughs> tribute series. This is one of many. We obviously did the Sardul Skandar. Yeah, right. Eskang. This is one of the artist journeys. So Eskang, we'll have a few more. I think we'll have producers too, not yeah. just singers. But um, yeah, but we'll, we'll we'll think about what's coming up next. It might be something around the Gudandirani loop. Might be. And so. <laughs> the and, heads we might, are. and we might have a guest and fuck, <laughs> fuck it anyways so the pangra heads no the pangra heads no we're back in yo <laughs> yo sunny yo let's do mulkeet sing right now too bro yeah. alright yeah. 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 mulkeet versus oh. safri alright yeah we out alright yeah. <laughs> right, yo all the right, pangra right. heads we're out